When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, welcome to another edition of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord, and with me as always is your co-host, Brandon H. I think you're going to need a bigger boat. You are going to need a bigger boat because we are back, my friends. It's been a couple weeks, and uh, we are so happy to be back. Yes, we are. Correction, only one week, but it felt like two weeks to me, too. Well, uh, last week would have been our show. We didn't do a show last week, so two weeks ago we you did a what? show. Don't do this to me. You're yes. such a silly goose. Oh, my goodness. We are off to a great start, as you can see. All right, so again, we've been gone for a week or so, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am—I don't know about you, man, but I'm, I'm feeling good today. I think this is going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. Excellent day. Excelente indeed. All right, so as always, let's go over some box office results from this past weekend. Okay. All right, at number one, we had Zootopia, third week in a row for $37 million, um, $37.1 million. Uh, number two for its first week in the box office, the, the, uh, the Divergent series, Allegiant, for $29 million. We had number three for its first week as well, Miracles from Heaven, uh, for fourteen point eight million. Number four in its second week, Ten Cloverfield Lane, with twelve point five million. And number five is Deadpool in its sixth week with eight million. Mm. Brandon, what stands out to you in this week's box office? Well, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that the Divergent series, uh, Allegiant. Didn't take the number one spot. That's supposed to be a big movie. If we had the broadcast last week, I definitely would have picked that to be number one and knocked Zootopia off. So I was kind of surprised about that. But you know what? Like we said, kids' movies, Zootopia, cartoon, animated, still holding on strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seemed like Zootopia last week was hanging by a thread. But, um, well, I mean, hanging by a thread from the, the second place spot. But yeah, this week it stayed strong at number one with 37 million. Like you said, those animated movies bring in the dough uh so far this year yeah kung fu panda was in the top five until zootopia came out and now zootopia is the powerhouse so i guess we'll wait and see what the next uh animated movie is (laughs) where's uh where's star wars at right now i think it might be gone um yeah that's it's not even in the in anything it's not in i'm going down and I'm at like a hundred here, and it's oh. not in the show. I think it's totally out of theaters now. It's okay. uh, yeah, because the DVD and the the uh, digital copy come out April first. So yeah, that's or I guess we call it Blu-ray now, not uh, DVD. But yeah. 
Copy that, sir. Copy that. So, yeah, that's not even in there. But, yeah, Deadpool's hanging on, and it's six weeks, still in the top five. Last week it was still at number three, yeah. um, which is crazy. But, yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, staying strong with 12 million. Uh, that Miracles from Heaven kind of took me for surprise was with that 14.8 million in its first week. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that would even crack the top, top five, five. But yeah. I guess people like their spiritual stuff. Swing. <laughs> Didn't know that would get a swing, but uh, that works. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's our box office for this week. Um, and uh, we got some uh, new equipment here this week. I should, probably should have said it at the, the opening, so if we sound a little weird or, uh, you know, the sound's a little off, we do apologize, still doing a little tweaking, so hopefully it uh, is to your liking, folks. All right. Oh, <laughs> so what's our first topic of the week, Brandon? Well, we got a couple of... Uh, Brandon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. We got a couple of news articles actually uh, involving Jeremy Renner. Uh, the first one, fairly good chance he's going to be back for Mission Impossible 6. Um, you had a chance to check out Mission Impossible 5. It was actually, yeah. wow, what a great movie. Yeah, what, no, what yeah, movie. that was great. He he was great in it. and uh, For some reason, I really like Simon Pegg in those movies. He seems to fit well, you know, that English guy. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty pretty solid cast. Him, Ving Rhames, uh, of course, Tom Cruise, the headliner in that. But yeah, I mean that's good news for everybody who was uh, who liked the Mission Impossible movies. I agree. So, so what's so he's in talks for Mission Impossible Six? Yes. Uh, apparently, they were having a Twitter open forum with the director of the movie, and towards the end of it, Jeremy Renner actually tweeted in himself. And uh, I actually have the tweets in front of me. Uh, He said, hey, is the band getting back together? Should I start stretching? And for that reference, uh, Jeremy Renner actually had a unique way of stretching that actually made the film um, Tom Cruise, and it was a big joke on set. So uh, he said yes. The director said yes. Wear comfortable pants. You're going to need them. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 a good sign for us to see that joking back and forth. Jeremy Renner... um, I don't know if you read his stuff, but he always always seems to bounce around when he on different movies if he likes it or not. He always seems to be sometimes a Debbie Downer, right? Say. But uh, so it's good to see him joking around about it, and hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's great news for the franchise. I mean, Jeremy Renner's a class actor right now. I mean, he's in all the big hits. You know, he jumped on to even that Bourne uh, franchise and he's been in Marvel movies and uh, and now he's sticking to Mission Impossible. He's an awesome actor, Oscar Oscar nominee in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think that's only good news for any Mission Impossible fans out there. And, I mean, eventually Tom Cruise is getting up there in age. Eventually, I mean, maybe he can be the face of the franchise once Tom Cruise gets on with that. But we'll see. Time will tell. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's... That's good news, like I said. And then, I mean, did you hear about him kind of talking about a possible Hawkeye series uh, on Netflix? Yeah, um, he said he would, yeah, I was reading an article on that. He said he'd be interested in doing that, which also is great news for Marvel fans. Uh, Hawkeye's got a lot of rich, I guess what you would say, comic book history. Yeah. So you could actually explore that on Netflix series. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's good for the actors. They film everything at one time. Nice paycheck at the end of the day, and 
yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. I mean, at that point, then you could bring somebody like a Scarlett Johansson for a cameo or, you know, bring some of the other actors in uh, that are filming the Netflix series as well. So a lot of different avenues you can go with that if they yeah. decide to go that route. Yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, do you think it would serve well in a Netflix series? Because it seems like Netflix is going kind of down the darker road, you know, with Jessica Jones, Daredevil. You know, they're really dark and, you know, basically yeah, not PG-13 are. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, at this point, the way they're doing Hawkeye in the movies, he's got a family now. I, I would adventure say it would be kind of hard to maybe replicate that in a Netflix series. But, I mean, if you're talking about pre-story before he has a family, I mean, you can go pretty dark. I mean, they work for S.H.I.E.L.D. They probably did a lot of nasty things in the past, so you can explore that plus you always hear the conversations back and forth with him and scarlett johansson uh referencing different missions they went on so that's something you can always touch on on netflix series so yeah definitely i just i I don't know if it would serve well in a netflix series it seems like it would go you know uh, in the same light as agents of shield maybe like an actual network tv series i just i don't know if it would fit in the netflix world like i kind of like my netflix shows in the you know Netflix area, and I kind of like that it's almost separated from the MCU, you know, separated from the all the Avengers movies. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I I mean, have you checked out uh, Daredevil Season 2 yet? I am slowly working my way through it right now. Uh, I know you polished that off in one weekend, but (laughs) um, I'm trying to. It's a great show. I mean, the episodes I've watched so far have been amazing, so uh, I'm in. I don't have the time in the world to do it, but I mean, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite hard to get through 13 episodes in two days like I did. Um, uh, but it, it was a good show. I mean, I, I liked the season overall. It was a great season. I, I'd probably still favor season one over season two. Um, the second half of the season for Daredevil fell a little flat for me, but I absolutely loved the first half. And Punisher is just – John Bernthal is a perfect – choice for that that was yeah he's been a great so far the episodes i've seen so yeah i mean he's my favorite punisher thus far but thomas jane i liked him as punisher though i did no yeah definitely yeah not taking away from thomas jane but yeah john bernthal just seems to have more of a grittiness to him and i don't know it just seems darker and i like my things dark um (laughs) Uh, okay all right i'm not gonna even go with it all right cool right (laughs) All right. That that. that <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Let's move on. Okay. Um, I like my things dark. Did I mention that? All right. Next story article. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, right. Daisy Ridley, uh, confirms that she's had Tomb Raider conversations, but has yet to be offered the role. Uh, for those who don't know who Daisy Ridley is, she plays Ben. Ray Skywalker. No, just kidding. Not Ray Skywalker. Ray. We don't know if she's a Skywalker yet. But Ray in Star Wars: Force Awakens. What do you think about that? I don't know if you've been following the latest Tomb Raider games. It's a yeah. younger, younger Lara Croft, um, different yeah. backstory. I mean, she kind of looks apart. I mean, the, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I could see her looking the part. I just don't know if she could play. I'm, I don't doubt that she could play the part. She's a great actress. <laughs> yeah. um, I just don't know. I don't see her in that role. I mean, 
she did have kind of a badass role in Star Wars. You know, she she showed her her grittiness a little bit, but mm-hmm. just Laura Croft is a little more gritty. And I I I just haven't seen enough from Daisy Ridley to really even judge on it. But as of now, just seeing her in Star Wars, I, I think it's a little odd. You know, especially going on to another kind of franchise role you know because star wars is obviously a big franchise and then tomb raider will have multiple movies i'm sure be a franchise um you know kind of with uh when angelina jolie was tomb raider um yeah i just i I don't see her as it but you know i'm not totally i don't totally dis disregard the possibility what about you i agree to disagree with you i think she would actually her look looks like the new Laura Croft. I mean, like I said, they're going for younger Laura Croft, like just starting out in her career. Um, she has a look. I'm looking at a picture of her right now with the uh, Laura Croft picture uh, imposed right next to it. I mean, pretty spot on. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see how she, her take on it, but I think she could pull it off. Just like you said, I mean, her with a little bit I've seen of her in Star Wars, I think she could pull off the grittiness myself. But, hey, we're two people agreeing to disagree. Yes, agree to disagree. We are so kind here. Did I mention I like things dark? Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm making Brandon feel uncomfortable, obviously. <laughs> this is uh, the greatest podcast you've, you're listening to ever. That's right. So, <clears throat> me liking things dark. What's our last, our next topic? It's actually going to be um, Harrison Ford confirming that he would like to be in Indiana Jones 5. Oh, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I know the news story came out last week, we, so we would have talk, spoken about it last week if we were here, but uh, we weren't. Um, but yeah, it was announced that they are definitely doing an Indiana Jones 5. Um, I, I mean, we've heard rumors over the last couple of years about them possibly doing it, but it's actually been confirmed now that Steven Spielberg will be directing, and Harrison Ford will be starring in a new Indiana Jones movie. It'll be the fifth installment. Um, yeah, uh, the fourth one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, oh kind of universally hated. Yeah. Um, I yet, I don't think I've ever spoke to, spoken to anyone in person that actually enjoyed it. Um, I don't think you're gonna find the funny thing about that movie is I like wanted to like it so much that I was kind of kidding myself like halfway through it. I was like, okay, well, it, it's still kind of good. And then once Shia LaBeouf started uh, Tarzaning through the jungle, you know, going, you know, swinging on those vines, then that's kind of when I realized this movie is awful. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if they were to make that same mistake again. Um, I, I I have hope for it. I'm going to be there opening night. What are your initial thoughts on it? Well, i got to start off by saying, for those that don't know, uh, Benji here is a giant Indiana Jones nerd and fanboy, and he drugged me out opening night to see it, and I couldn't help but during the movie, looking over, he wanted to smack <laughs> him in the face for wasting my time during that movie. Uh, that was probably yeah. one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Yeah, and that was... that from was. The, go ahead. From the killer ants to 
the people in the temple to be in a spaceship. Yeah, the it aliens. A nuclear bomb. He survived it by being in a lead fridge. Oh. Um, there was just so many things I could. Yeah, just and it point even to. coined the phrase now "nuke the fridge." Did the, the you know when a film nukes the fridge? That's comes from Indiana Jones, basically when the film sucks major. Yeah, yeah, I stuff. Know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I guess, like you said, I don't think they'd be dumb enough to go the same route again. I mean, they got so much backlash from it. Um, I think they would change it up. And Harrison Ford, come on, dude, you gotta have a little bit more input. I know you're wanting that paycheck. You're at the end of your, you know, I mean, you're up there in age now. How old is he gonna be when he plays his role? Yeah, so it come, it doesn't come out until July 2019. So I assume filming will be sometimes in 2018. But when it actually comes out in July 2019, he'll be 76 years old. So we're talking about a 76 year old Harrison Ford, not doing his own stunts. Bruh, I, and I mean, he might have a hard time walking from scene to scene. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Mm, uh, if they bring him back, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I highly doubt he'll be. But the thing is, they like kind of in episode. I keep wanting to call them that, but episodes, but in the fourth one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you know, they kind of hinted towards, oh, he's going to be the next Indiana Jones, you know, at the end there. But yeah, I think he's kind of done with the franchise. But uh, I mean, I don't want to discredit. Harrison Ford too much because I mean he was just Han Solo in 2015 in Force Awakens which he did a pretty pretty good job <laughs> I I had no complaints in his role yeah I mean obviously not much action in it Han Solo's you know never been as action packed or as involved as Indiana Jones has been true true um but and also to his credit. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was by no means his doing. I mean, he 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 wasn't the fault of that movie. I wouldn't say it was the writing. The I I wouldn't even say direction because Steven Spielberg I can never fault him. But uh, mm, what? Mm, so you think he was a little at fault in that I movie? Mean, everybody was at fault in that movie. I mean, <laughs> true. The, the guy who was serving the drinks should be smacked in the face too. Catering, smack them in the face. That movie sucked. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to justify it. You're a big fanboy. That movie was horrible. I mean, I think I'd rather watch Fantastic Four than that. I'm not even talking about really? the first Fantastic Four. I'm talking about the new one that sucked. Horrible. I'd probably watch that over that Indiana Jones. Okay. I mean, yeah, I... I, I can see... It. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I've seen... I saw Indiana Jones... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull once all the way through. I watched it like halfway, not even halfway through. I watched like the first, the beginning of it on TV once. And then I've seen just bits and pieces here and there uh, since it's come out. So I've only seen it once all the way through. I've literally had no desire to watch that movie again. Since, yeah. Like I said. If I couldn't catch a charge for smacking you in the face, I would have smacked you in the face during the movie. <laughs> yeah, in. I remember that. that and I that was at in a the t- crowd. We were in a packed movie theater. There was no reaction from the crowd. In fact, you could just feel everybody's disappointment in the movie as it progressed. I mean, God, that was horrible. Well, and, and that was at a time where I kind of, uh, I don't know, every movie that came out, I was like, oh, that's the best movie ever, best movie ever. And I didn't really have a real grasp on film yet. 
And that was the first movie where I actually went out of and it was like, wow, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I usually, like, defended any movie I saw. I was like, oh, it was still good. It was and, still good. don't get me wrong. I love every other movie in the franchise. But, yeah, I think maybe another reason is we went in so hyped that that was a disappointment. I, I guess I can't say I was super hyped on it. But, yeah, I mean, it was almost comical to watch your reaction during the movie. I'd look over at you. And to see in your face, <laughs> I wanted to laugh in your face, but I couldn't. Um, I, and I remember my girlfriend, who was now who is now my wife, but my girlfriend at the time would even like whispered to me, "Are you liking this?" And it was like halfway through, and I was like, I didn't know how to answer because I I was like almost trying to force myself to like it, and it was just I just couldn't do it. It was just awful. And there was a guy there. I remember he had um, uh, what's it called? The, like the medallion from Raiders of the Lost Ark that um, basically showed you where the Ark was. You know, the sun lit into mm. it. I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, he had like the replica of that, and he was like so excited for it. And then I remember as the movie ended, we were all walking out, and he was just still sitting in his seat, like just staring, like in just total disappointment. Like yeah. it seemed like he was about to cry. If I had a Snapchat back then, I probably would have took a picture of that guy. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that guy? Like, he was... I vaguely... You know what? Because I don't remember that night in general, so... <laughs> yeah, you, that you try to forget out. it. Definitely. There's a lot of things I'd block out about that night, so, yeah. Yeah. But but I'm going to be optimistic for Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I am too. I mean, I, I hopefully will get the ship back on the right course again, and uh, I'm in... We'll see. Like like I said, I don't think they're going to make that mistake twice. Yeah, and I've heard theories about, like, what... I mean, obviously, it's always some sort of relic that he's trying to find, some sort of historic thing. Uh, and I've heard something about him trying to find... Which I, I think it might be cool, the Garden of Eden. Um, I just don't know how... That'd be interesting. I mean, I... It's I, not an actual object. It seems yeah. like in actual all the movies, it's an actual object, so I don't know if that'll I mean, be the like, case. I, I mean, I could throw some stuff up there. City of Atlantis... Yeah, City of Atlantis, uh, yep. The, what happened to the Mayans. Well, I guess that was kind of in the Crystal Kingdom skulls, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they can go different things. Yeah. I even heard uh, even like Noah's Ark. Um, well, wasn't that kind of the premise of... Never mind. No, that was Raiders of the Lost Ark. That yeah. was totally different, my friend. Uh, well, you know what? Look at that. Indiana Jones buff. See, now he's smiling. <laughs> oh, I got this guy on something. Well, you know what it is. <laughs> I, uh, what, um, but yeah, as long as he's not trying to find alien heads, I think mm. we should be good. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's, that's our, and what what else has he been I mean, saying? We, well, we what, Harrison, what else has been going on We got some more Harrison that? Ford news. Um, he was actually a surprise appearance on Ellen, and we've talked about this before, they're actually casting the, the next Han Solo prequel, a younger Han Solo. Right. And Alan was talking about it. I actually got the quote here. Um, she said, well, do you have any advice to give these people? And he said, don't do it. First, it seems like everything's going swimmingly, and you put in 25, 30 years, and they just let you go. Then they show you the door and say, we're done with you. Thanks very much. It goes on to say later <laughs> on in the interview, when Ellen referred to the upcoming movie as a new Han Solo film, Ford corrected her and said, it's worse than that. It's a young Han Solo film. So, what are your thoughts on that? Han Solo? <laughs> Han Solo. Ha, Harrison Ford. Not really giving the 
approval of of the Star Wars. I mean, not really supporting the young actors. I don't. I don't know. You tell me. What do you think about it? I'm adjusting his mic here. Sorry about that, folks. Um, ah, I, we're reading this. I, I think it was in jest that he was saying it like that. Um, and that's my take on it. I didn't actually see the clip or anything. I was trying to find it online. It wasn't online. I'm not home during the day, so I can't watch daytime TV. <laughs> um, but uh, I take it as a joke. I mean, they, they let you go. I take that as... If you haven't seen Star Wars Force Awakens yet, spoiler alert, but I take that as, you know, he's, so don't listen for the next 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Uh, I take that as he's just, spoiler alert. (laughs) He's just uh, joking around, you know, basically, you know, Han Solo was killed off. So that's kind of what he was joking about. I I take that in total jest. I don't think he's serious about it at all. Even when um, Oscar Isaac, um, who played Poe Dameron in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, And I'm sorry if I'm making a lot of noises with his microphone. Like I said, new equipment, so it might be extra noise. Um, Poe Dameron asked, like, because he knew Harrison Ford in real life as a pilot, he asked, you know, do you have any advice for me? And, you know, because I'll be flying an X-Wing a lot. And Harrison Ford just said, it's not real. That's all he had his advice for him in piloting an X-Wing. So he he definitely does that a lot, you know. He he t- he doesn't take it too seriously, which I kind of like. He doesn't take this; it's just a job, basically. He obviously it's a big part of his life, but he still has fun with it. And I take it as he's just taking, you know, it's all in jest. That's that's my uh, take on it. Okay. Well, well, you know what? Like you said, we both work regular jobs, so I didn't get to see the. Making more noise, guys. Wow, this is... If you could see Ben right now, you'd probably want to smack him like I do. Wonder. <laughs> uh, no, but I kind of agree with you. I think it's probably taken out of context. Um, I didn't get to see the clip as well. We tried pulling it up to watch it, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think he really means that. Uh, I think he'll give his blessing to whoever gets a role, actually, more than likely. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure they'll reach out to him, and I'm sure they've been studying the Han Solo films. Or I should say the Star Wars films and watching Han Solo. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what how how it all winds up in the wash. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm sure everything is behind closed doors. Harrison Ford doesn't seem like he's very um, public with his private life. You know, he guys kind of keep things under wraps. And have you ever seen him in interviews? Like, it always seems like which I don't fault him for this, but it always seems like he's just smoked a joint. So it seems like he's having a little fun. He's uh, I remember watching him on Conan one, the first time he was on the new Conan show on TBS. Man, he was just gone. It, it was awesome. Like I like I said, I'm like, not faulting him like for it. Bill like Bill Cosby gone on Jimmy Fallon? No, or? no. No, he was just, I don't know, just being silly. Yeah. And Do you remember Bill Cosby on Jimmy Fallon? I know we're doing a little change-up right Bill now. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby on Jimmy Fallon before all this stuff came out? No. Yeah, okay. Well, he I was, he was gone. Yeah? Was, yeah, it was <laughs> okay. pretty bad. Even Jimmy Fallon at one point said, are you are you having a heart attack right now? I can't tell. <laughs> like, this is out of control. That's hilarious. What, was he just incoherent? He was just or? Incoherent. I mean, his eyes looked glazed over, and he was just out of control. Even I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, I don't even know what the heck's going on myself. <laughs> but, That's uh, awesome. 
kind of awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely check out that clip. Oh, it's hilarious! You people, uh, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Bill Cosby, Jimmy Fallon, before uh, before the big bust went down with him and his career went down the drain. Yes, definitely. All right. So our next topic is. Well, yeah. Uh, well, it's still on. Believe it or not, Harrison Ford. Man, we're yeah stuck on Harrison Ford. Lots. Back to the Han Solo uh, casting young actors. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, so. got, we got some some actors that have kind of risen up to the top of the pile. I guess you could yeah. Say. There's basically a short list. Um, THR reports. Uh, it seems uh, the search for a young. Han Solo is reaching the final stages. There's reports are coming in that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who are uh, directing the new Han Solo uh, anthology movie, uh, may have narrowed down the final final shortlist. And those actors are, and it seems like it's coming down to three actors. Drum roll. Drum roll, please. All right, so the first one is Alden uh, Ehrenreich, um, most recently in Hail Caesar. Okay. Jack Rayner, uh, most recently in Transformers Age of Extinction, mm-hmm. and Taron Egerton, uh, most recently in Kingsman, and okay. also Eddie the Eagle. Okay. Um, and I actually, I mean, those are the three main ones, but actually Var- Variety actually added that Blake Jenner from Glee and Jack O'Donnell from Startup and uh, Unbroken are also in contention, but basically the main three are Alden, I- Aaron Reich, Jack Rayner, and Taron Egerton. Okay. Um, those are the main names. Any thoughts on those? Well, I guess the name that keeps getting thrown around for every movie project coming out, Taron Egerton. Like, that guy's name is any movie with a young actor to lead. His name's being thrown out. We We heard about him maybe in playing Jason Todd. Uh, now we're hearing about him as Han Solo. I mean, his name—he's hot right now in Hollywood. That's if I if I'm a batting man, just because of the name recognition and what they're trying to go for, I could see him taking that role. Um, I guess my money would be on him. I yeah. guess he's he's what's current. He's the flavor of the week. I guess uh, that's the right word to say. But yeah, uh, he would be my pick too. He just has some sort of charisma about him. Um, he was great in Kingsman, great in Eddie the Eagle. Um, I mean, Al- Alden uh, Aaron Reich. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was one of the highlights of Hail Caesar. Yeah. Um, and Jack Rayner, like I said, he's from Age of Extinction, Transformers, which was a train wreck of a movie. He wasn't terrible in it, but but yeah, Taron Egerton definitely stands out. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about, we haven't really seen him do an American accent. I mean, as minimal as that sounds i mean that's still that's not everybody can pull that off he's got a pretty heavy english accent yeah um you know he's got the charisma and all that um he almost even kind of looks like a young han solo you don't have to look just like him you know we kind of got to get away from that but uh but yeah i i definitely just see him about if you haven't seen kingsman check it out um you know who I'm kind of surprised is not on that list, and I know he put in for the he, well he tried out he auditioned for it. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, he was yep. in uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, he kind of reminds me out of everybody. Like the look, for me, I could see him pulling off a younger Han Solo. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised he's not in the mix right now. Yeah, 
Uh, For me personally, I don't know. I know you're about to disagree with me. No, I look on your face. I just when he was brought up initially that he was on the list for, or even when you know just the audition list came out, he was on it. I just never have seen him as Han Solo. He's more of a dorky kind of guy. I don't feel he has any charisma or. So you don't think he could shoot Greedo? No, no, I don't. don't. Um, I like him as an actor. Loved him in Whiplash um, and uh, Whiplash and Whiplash. Um. You don't like him (laughs) in the Divergent series? (laughs) You don't like him as Mr. Fantastic? Hey, guess what? He still put out a better film than Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls or whatever that movie's called, (laughs) right? This is true. No, I mean, I just, I don't see him as Han Solo. He's... Okay. Like I said, kind of a, a too dorky for Han Solo. And like I said, nothing against him, but yeah, just he's he's no Han Solo. Okay. Okay, I can I can I can roll with that. Can you though? Uh I don't have a choice at this point, do I? It's America, sir. You have your uh Well well and actually I, I was just thinking about this. He I just read recently that and which kind of turns me off about him is he had never seen any of the Star Wars movies well, you know before kinda, he got uh, called to audition. Well, you know what? Well, let's scratch him off the list because that's almost yeah that's, ridiculous. How yeah. could you not ever have grown up and not seen a Star Wars movie? Yeah, that's almost blasphemy right there, well, my I'm friend. About to smack somebody in the face, <laughs> and you're the only one here, so it looks like you might be the candidate for that, sir. <laughs> Man, he's so violent today. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yes, you can act if you're a good actor. You can act in any role. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you've read the source material material or not. As long as you read the script and you can perform what's on the script, fine. But I don't know for Star Wars, it's just such a iconic property. You you gotta yeah. have people who are actually passionate about it and are fans of it. To me, anyways, I, I just that—that's another reason why I don't want him as Han Solo. I mean, you can get very passionate about a project as soon as you find, figure out your paycheck, too. So let's not disregard that. <laughs> but no, I kind of agree this with you. I didn't realize he never saw a Star Wars movie, which really just. But you know what? There's a lot of people that are in comic movies that never read comics either. So I mean, I, I don't know how much that argument at the end of the day stands still. But yeah, I get where you're coming from. I feel like you should know the material. Look look at Ryan Reynolds, perfect example. Deadpool, that was his dream project, knew everything about it. Look at what the results he yep. brought to the table once he did it, you know. Exactly. Uh, I, I feel like people that are very passionate about something, you can see it in their work. Well, I was about to drop in Affleck, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, okay, see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying, my friend. All right, so yeah. I, I literally see it in my head, what you're saying, um, Visual, <laughs> you're you're like visually seeing, yeah. It's, it's like it's on. almost like the Star Wars uh, beginning credits. You'd see it kind of flowing through your yes, head, like yellow like credits. That. Yep. Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad. Glad you see it like that, my friend. What's our next topic today, Brandon? Well, I mean, this seems to be the last. We're wrapping up the Star Wars. We've been on the Star Wars theme, kind of Harrison Ford, Daisy Ridley, all these, all those yep. kind of actors involved in the Star Wars universe. Kind so, of a Star Wars show. Um, last one is. Spoiler alert, by the way. Rumored Star Wars Rogue One cameo. It seems like they're kind of rushing to get an actor for Han Solo because our uh, friends at MakingStarWars.net, which I don't know if you know a lot about them. I'm talking about as far as the audience. 
they made a lot of sport. They leaked a lot of spoilers last year mm-hmm. uh, for Star Wars Awakens. Uh, some of them were true, some of them weren't. But majority seemed to be right on point with them. Uh, the stuff that they released. The latest rumor is there's going to be a cameo and Rogue One, which happens to take place between episodes three and four. Right. Which is man, why can I not think of the title for three? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Uh, the plot of that movie takes between that. Uh, the premise of that movie is the, how they get the plans for the Death Star. Uh, fast forward right now to what I'm trying to say is, sorry, bear with me, folks. Han Solo, uh, the cameo. So they want the actor casted for the Han Solo film to possibly appear in Rogue One. So what do you think about that? Um, uh, before we even answer that question, one other point is um, they're talking about adding the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, having some of them appear as cameos in that movie as well. So, I mean, Rogue One seems like it's going to be almost a free-for-all as far as the plot. I mean, there's going to be probably betrayal and a lot of stuff to get the plants for the Death Star. So, I mean, it's interesting. I'm actually pretty ha- happy with what I'm reading so far, if that's the case. But your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, the cameo, I hope it's just a cameo. I, I mean, I don't think he'll have any sort of big part. And, yeah, I think that's why they're trying to get this, or at least the news is coming about, uh, coming out about the, all this Han Solo casting. I honestly think that they've already decided on their Han Solo and are just kind of putting all this news out there to kind of throw people off and yep. that's kind of what they do usually they they've casted someone for a while and then all this news comes out about shortlists and all that um i mean i i'm fine with it being uh in rogue one that way it kind of connects the uh, anthology movies together at least because mm-hmm. obviously all the episode movies are connected and then all the anthology movies are just totally separate stories but this kind of gives it kind of a small connection um, especially, you know, the Han Solo movie would be probably a little before Rogue One, I would assume, but it's still around the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem if they do like a little uh, cameo. Um, I, I just hope it's not something, you know, not, you know, there's small parts in movies. I hope it's not like a small part where like he like helps them smuggle something they need to in order to go ahead and steal the Death Star plans mm-hmm. in which, you know, they're obviously trying to do in this movie. I hope I that you. doesn't happen. I don't know. What are your thoughts on I mean, it? I mean, I'm, as I'm continuing to read over the story, I know that there was another, another route they go. They're talking about Jabba the Hutt actually being the one that kind of brokers the deal for the Rebels uh, to get the Death Star plans. That makes more sense to me. Jabba the Hutt being, you know, in the underworld, he would probably have access to all that stuff and be able to make those kind of deals. I mean, as far as the bounty hunters go, I mean, literally they had 15 seconds of screen time. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think who we had there. We had Bosk, Dengar, Forloom, Zookius, IG-88. Those are probably not names many of the people don't recognize unless you're a hardcore hardcore Star Wars fan. Um, A cameo by these people, nobody's going to even probably... Recognize will be like, okay, who are they? Besides Bobo Fett, uh, those are not household names for the Star Wars universe. You have to be deep into the, yeah, big into the, the I mean, big as a fan to understand who those people are. Um, Han Solo, I, I agree with you 100%. Definitely a cameo. We don't need him to be a major part of the film. I mean, we, we're already going to the whole Darth Vader now might have a little bit more of a 
presence in the film than we thought. So right. I don't want to have Darth Vader, Han Solo. That takes away from the rest of the cast that you actually have very talented actors that are assigned to the cast. I mean, you don't want to take away from them and the actual plot of the movie. I mean, dropping a Han Solo and Darth Vader and that could definitely take away from the whole premise of the movie, I think, personally. so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't want to, th- to throw us off at all. Um, we're... I mean, the thing is, we're going to have to know, obviously, who is cast as Han Solo before this. And it's going to have to be obvious to the audience that he's Han Solo. Because if you just have him there, mm-hmm. um, people who don't follow it as close as we do aren't you know, aren't going to know that it's Han Solo. So it's going to have to be something obvious, which might seem a little forced. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And then that's going to translate. Hot Solo will get you the plans, you know. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. right. Then I'll be like, eh. you know. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, maybe he could just mention him and the actual actor not even be in it. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all about that actually. Like somebody else mentioning his name, yeah. or some kind of reference to that. We got somebody who can get this to you on the Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah. St- oh yeah. You know something. Some sort of little reference drop. where it's not too forced, but it. Kind of just flows organically, you know. It would even be cool, you know, him kind Jabba the Hutt be in his scene. I don't even know if Jabba the Hutt's even going to be in it, but I mean, we're just this is all. Like I said, everything we're talking about when we say spoiler, gotta take off the salt, a grain of salt. We don't know it's the spoilers. Possibly we're we're going off what we get from our friends at uh, MakingStarWars.net. So or even yeah, like I said, would even Jabba the Hutt say like. You know, we don't want another Han Solo on our hands, you know, mm-hmm. the problems they had with him. So I could see something like that. I just, yeah, I hope it's not forced and just kind of flows organically. But we we shall see. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what they could even do with a cameo. Uh, I mean, I could see like an end credit scene with him in it, you know, just kind of teasing the next anthology movie. Um, but yeah, just as long as it doesn't seem forced, I'm cool with anything they do. You know, I would love to see like a scene where him and Greedo are standing side by side. Yeah, kind of. And you know, you're gonna he's gonna wind up getting killed. Like they they don't like each other. You can yeah feel the tension, but that'd be something cool to see. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be cool. <laughs> and then yeah, I didn't speak on on the bounty hunters at all, but yeah, I would definitely love to see more of them, more of IG88 and Bosk. We actually saw a little bit of more of Dengar in the comics, you know, the new Canic comics in between episode four and episode five. Um, Dengar actually is trying to hunt down. Um, man, I can't remember who he's trying to hunt down, but I think he's trying to hunt down Chewbacca or Han Solo. But anyways, it's pretty cool to see more of him and even in the comics. So it'd be definitely cool to see it on screen as well. Um, so, yeah. Definitely excited for that. Um, and I don't know if they'll have Boba Fett in it. Um, I know there was images of new toys coming out for Rogue One, and Boba Fett's ship, the Slave One, was in one of the images. So that's why he might yeah. be in it. I wouldn't like him in it, especially if they're already going to do a Boba Fett anthology movie. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. What's our next next topic? Well, people, uh, we're about to switch topics, switch subjects. If you do not know what comes out this weekend, take your hand, smack yourself across the face. Yeah, guys, come on. We have this weekend coming out, finally, Batman v. Superman. Oh, my. I can't believe we're already saying that. I can't Batman believe. v. We've Superman. We've been talking about this, this subject, so much news for so long now. This weekend is finally here. 
Uh, we're going to switch gears up now uh, before we get into our topic on it. Uh, latest news was Zack Snyder actually wanted to have two cameos from uh, two of Batman's more famous uh, rogue gallery uh, villains. He want, And this kind of debunks some stuff. We'll have to see when the movie comes out. Um, one was the Riddler. Two was the Joker. Now, why I'm, why I'm saying we have to debunk stuff now is because a lot of stuff we've been getting out of the, the movie was there's going to be a Joker cameo flashback. So, huh. I mean, that kind of debunks that if that's true. Hopefully it's not. I would love to see a flashback scene with the Joker, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Riddler and Joker possibly being, have have been in, been in the film? Yeah, uh, yeah. again, like you said, I hope it's not debunked. I would think it would be really cool to see a quick flashback of the Joker, you know, our first glimpse of Jared Leto as the Joker even before Suicide Squad. Um, so I'm hoping that's not true. The Riddler, um, would be cool to see that. I just, I, I think they decided not to do it because it seems like they're just stuffing so many characters into this movie. I think he's better served for a, you know, an actual, um, uh, you know, the standalone Batman movie. Um, but you know, having Joker in it would at least give us some backstory on the Batman because we haven't seen the Batman in this universe yet. I mean, we he, they still have to do some introduction mm-hmm. to that. So I think it would be cool to see, you know, his dealings with the Joker. He's been around for 20 years, or Batman has been around for 20 years, so he's obviously had dealings with the Joker. So I think it would have been cool to see that, but I'm... I'm hoping this isn't true. I'm hoping he's still going to be. I'm hoping that he meant that he was going to have them in it as more of a bigger role, and now the Joker is just a flashback scene. Gotcha. That's my hope. So what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, we're just going to roll right into this. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Hopefully there's some kind of cameo flashback with the Joker. I mean, we were planning on hitting on pros and cons of this Batman movie coming out, uh, Batman vs. Superman movie, I should say, coming out our thoughts on it. I mean, I'm just going to roll with it right now. You have, uh, personally, one of the cons I feel about this movie is I feel like you're going to force too much stuff into it. Hopefully I'm proven wrong, but I feel like that will be literally a backdoor to Justice League. I feel like this movie is going to force a lot of stuff down our throats. You got Lex Luthor, you got Doomsday, you got Flash, you got Aquaman, you got Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Cyborg, Granted, they're not on the screen all that much. Cameos, that's still a lot to take in. You throw in a Joker and a Riddler, that's that's probably too much, yeah. I think, personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, as far as Batman vs. Superman goes this weekend, we're gonna both obviously going to see it this weekend. Probably next week will probably be... We'll avoid spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but we'll probably touch on that a lot and give our thoughts oh, on yeah, that. Definitely. But as far as what we predict for how the movie's going to turn out, I, I have my worries. I feel like th- it might be a little too much. I mean, either way, I think it's going to be a great movie. Visual effects are going to be on point, but still, a lot of story to put into a movie. Um, that's one thing. That's one of my main concerns. I, I just feel like it might be too much. Um, I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts as yeah. far as like how the movie goes? Yeah, I definitely have those same concerns. I mean, it seems like they're going to try to shove a lot. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot of the critic reviews now. Um, oh my god, that, that's yeah. scary. The critic yeah. reviews have been horrible. Yeah, exactly. So, 
we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I mean, because the the fan on Monday, this Monday, this past Monday, the fans they had fan screenings, so a lot of fans were able to see it, uh, who were you know had passes for it. Um, I think they got them like last year cause they attended something or bought something. Um, and the fans have been raving about it. The fans who saw it Monday anyways, but yeah, now that the critic reviews are coming out, it's like getting like a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh, they're saying how a lot of talk is about how it is a lot packed into it. It's a little incoherent. The story is kind of all over the place. So, yeah, I'm definitely worried at this point. Um, hopefully next week I'll be talking to you and saying how wrong they were. I mean, again, that's what I love about film. It's so subjective. You know, one person could, you know, see a film one way. The other could see it a totally different way. Mm-hmm. It's just that's that's art for you, my friend. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's one one of my main worries from the start has been just how they're going to stuff way too much into this, trying to force, you know, the Justice League stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, then it comes to the point, should they have just done a Superman solo film and then done a Batman solo film and then introduced everybody? I mean, it's just, you know, it's hard to, it's yeah. hard to explain. I mean, I just, you know, it's like you... I, it almost reminds me of Spider-Man 3. Just so much stuff yep. forced in a movie, and you walked out of it, and you said, what the heck? Like, really? Um, well, even Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, that had a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, it's just when you, when, you, when you put that many characters into a movie, when they're not introduced properly, like Avengers, it flowed naturally. You knew every character at that point by then. You didn't have to introduce them. There was no need for a background story. They all had their background stories explained in the solo movies. Now... Hey, guess what? Batman's been fighting crime for 20 years. Deal with it. Superman, been doing stuff since uh, Metropolis blew up. Deal with it. Wonder Woman's been around for centuries. Deal with it. It's just a lot of stuff in your face to deal with yeah. with no explanations. You know, and you shouldn't have to eat it or walk out of the movie and just hate it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan. I mean, some of the stuff I read was Ben Affleck was amazing. Now some of the critics are saying, it was the worst take on Batman. I I don't. <laughs> I mean, you have some people saying that was the best Batman ever. Now you now I'm reading stuff. It's the worst Batman. I'm confused. Uh, I just need to see the movie. I mean, like I said, uh, great. We're gonna see it, and uh, I mean, hopefully, it, like I said, I think Ben Affleck, that Daredevil movie was such a big disappointment in his career, and he knows it. Uh, I think hopefully. He does what he needs to do for Batman. Yeah, and well, I mean, so far from what I'm hearing that, you know, even the negative reviews have said that Batman, Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman is the best part of the movie. So that right there gives uh, me I mean, I, I, uh, total hope, hope. I hope so. It just, it seems like, I mean, I, I we haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't want to judge too quickly, but it just seems like DCU just, D, is it DCU, DCEU? Um, they just tried to rush in, no, they... That the problem is that they didn't try to rush. They tried to. They took their sweet ass time getting this movie out three years after Man of Steel came out. If you want to do what Marvel did, come out with a movie every year to build up to an actual Justice League movie. Um, they took their sweet time getting to Batman v Superman. It was supposed to come out, I think, in 2015 at the earliest mm-hmm. or at the latest, um, and it's 
you know, finally got pushed all the way to March 2016. Um, so that's why they're trying to cram everything into mm-hmm. this to build up their own expanded universe, whereas MCU took four years with one, two, three, like six movies to finally get to Avengers, where this will be three movies. Yep, we had Iron Man. <laughs> for Iron Before Man, Justice League. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Five movies. Yeah. And then you had the Avengers. I mean. Whereas this is going to be three. This is going to be, oh, maybe. Two. Man of Steel. Green Lantern doesn't count. So Man of Steel and then this. Well, yeah. Well, then you're talking about Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. Wonder so. Woman and Suicide. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So. But even so, Suicide Squad doesn't, really isn't going to be part of Justice League, really. So really, it's three movies. And I mean, it's almost at the point. Batman vs. Superman almost seemed like it was scrapped together. At one point, it was Man of Steel 2. It wasn't even a Batman vs. Superman movie. Yeah. It was just supposed to be a Superman second movie. And at one point, somebody in Warner Brothers said, you know what? Batman vs. Superman. Go. You know? And it was, uh, so we'll, we'll see. And you imagine in the day, we're fans. I'm fans of the pro. I'm a, I'm a, con- a huge nerd. So I'm, I'm sure I'm going to like the movie. Yeah, but. that's what I was just about to say. I mean, I have nothing against DC. I mean, I love MCU. I've I've always been a Marvel guy. I kind of grew up with that more than DCU, but or more than DC. Um, but I have no problem with DC. I want to see it succeed. Um, so it's not like I'm saying all this stuff just because I'm a Marvel lover and a DC hater. I, I love DC as well. Um, and again, we haven't even seen Batman v Superman yet, so we're just kind of going off of the initial reaction. We're just kind of giving our our uh, worries <laughs> so far with yeah. it, which is have been really our worries all along. I mean, it's not no, these you... critic reviews haven't really you know put a any bearing on that. Yeah, I mean, if all you gotta do is go back to the other podcast and listen, we've pretty much been pretty much consistent with our thoughts on this. I mean, just we feel like too much characters, too much story in, in, in a short period of time. We'll see. Hopefully, our, we're proven wrong. I mean, I would be, I would feel so much relieved if we're proven wrong when we go see the movie. Well, and it's just with like any movie. I love going in. Well, I don't love, but when you go with when in with low expectations, usually you like the movie more. Whereas if you go with in with high expectations, it kind of lets you down a little. Avengers so. Two: Age of Ultron, perfect example. Yep. I was so so hyped for that movie, and then I went in. Not that I was. I, when I say that, don't get me wrong. I love the movie still, but my expectations for the movie were so high. It, it, it came back down to earth a little bit after I watched the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of was on the more attitude of you know trying to like it more but i i now watching it a couple more times i can definitely see what people's problem were with it um but you know it's too again that's why i love why you know i love film it's so subjective you know uh, any movie can be good to someone so I mean, absolutely that's what like, i love about like it. indiana jones for <laughs> hey, I, I like I said, I didn't. I, I wanted to see it, but I, I didn't like it in the end. So, oh my God, what a waste of! Uh, I, I tell you what, if if you could have saw my face at the end of the movie with Ben, yeah, it wasn't you good. were. Yeah, I was scared of you. I remember I just kept laughing too because not that you want to see your boy get hurt. But I remember how much you loved Indiana Jones, and you were so hyped. <laughs> I mean, I wish you would have dressed up for it. I probably would have been. That would have been the cherry on top if you were dressed up like it, and it was just sucky like that, so people could have threw stuff at you. 
but yeah, it did it did work out that way. Yeah, not so much. But um yeah, I mean, like I said, next week's podcast, hopefully we'll come yeah. back with some positive reviews. Definitely. We'll have our pros and cons. Like I said, we won't spoil the movie for those who haven't seen it, but we'll definitely have pros and cons of the movie. We'll go over that. Um yeah, so it'll be it'll be spoiler free for the most part. You know, we might mess up and slip something here and there, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's spoiler free. Yeah, and hopefully most of you have saw you know seen it already by that point. But yeah, hopefully we'll have good news for you. Let me ask you this: so, without even seeing the movie yet, let's just go ahead and kind of make a prediction before we see the movie. Will Batman vs Superman close the gap in the DC vs Marvel race? from that one movie right away. What do you think about that? Do you think it's going to close the gap far enough or no? No. Um, I think it's going to take a couple more movies or one good movie. Um, because, I mean, yeah, because I, I think Suicide, even before hearing any of this critic reviews, any before hearing um, any of these, even, even the fan reviews, I, I've always thought, I've always thought Suicide Squad might be better than Batman v Superman. So if anything, I might think Suicide Squad might do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll live up to the MCU yet, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Um, even if it's, I mean, even if it's a 10 out of 10, there's still you still got to, yeah. I don't think you can you know catch up just like that but so yeah i i don't think so I mean, what about I, you yeah the only reason i said that i was reading a couple of different fan reactions to it you know someone's like one movie close the gap it's, you know obviously i thought it's blown up proportion but you had you know different kind of reactions you know i mean you at, like like i said you had gil gadget still you know stole the show been athlete like best batman but then like i said Critic reviews came out and those, you know, kind of dropped those expectations down a little bit. Um, no, no way is it close the gap. Marvel's put the work in. I, I think they're gonna do personally, you know, a better world building experience for their universe. I think they they took the time to put they put the work in. DC's kind of going the opposite way, darker. Like I, I said before, they're going darker and they're doing team-ups before they put solo films out. I think it, I think Marvel's way will be the more successful way in the long run. So that's my personal thoughts on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, even if I give Batman v Superman a 4 out of 10, um, I'm still, you know, going to be excited for Suicide Squad, you know, in totally different director different writers and all that. So, I mean, still, I'm going to be excited for that. But, I, again, I, I don't want to judge Batman v Superman too quickly. We haven't even seen it yet. Um, so let us see it first, and hopefully we'll be, uh, be, be hopefully we'll be all positive next week when we're talking about this. So, Yeah, hey, I know we, we actually had an email from the fans, but we kind of went out of time on that. But, um, yeah, please feel free to write us. Tell us your thoughts on that. Send us some twit, you know, some tw- Twitters. Twit. Send us some twit. Yeah. <laughs> Send us some tweets. Let us know what you think about it. Um, once again, Ben, drop them the email. Yeah. Uh, it's bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com, and our Twitter handle is uh, blockbustercast at 
Uh, yeah, at, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's at BlockbusterCast is our Twitter handle. Tweet us, follow us, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or um, I'm sorry, subscribe to our iTunes channel, uh, rate us, uh, review us. Even if you don't use iTunes regularly, go ahead and just pop on there and, and just give us a quick review and uh, a, a rating, subscribe, and we'd appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. You can also follow, follow us at, well, our personal accounts. Mine's is at Big Papa BBCast, which is B-I-G-P-A-P-P-A-B-B-C-A-S-T, Big Papa at, or sorry, at Big Papa BBCast. Ben, what's yours? Yep, I'm simply at B-C-Cord. That's B-S-E-C-O-R-D, at B-C-Cord. And uh, give me a follow, and uh, we love interacting with you guys on Twitter. Give us suggestions, questions, anything you might have that can uh, make the show better. Uh, and we're we're still still working on it. We have fun doing this and uh, talking to you guys. Um, and can't wait to be back next week. Yeah, I always want to thank the fans. Uh, it's nice to get emails when you when you check your account. And you see, you got an email or a direct message. Uh, so we definitely appreciate that. So we're gonna go ahead and move to our final segment we usually do, which is movies coming out this weekend and our predictions for the box office. Yes, sir. So again, the top five from last week was Zootopia, Divergent series, Allegiant, uh, Miracles from Heaven. 10 Cloverfield Lane and Deadpool. So this week we have Hmm, what was the movie coming out this week? Hmm, I feel like we were just talking about it. Oh, yeah. It is obviously Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice coming out this week with uh in for over uh, over 4,000 theaters. Um, the only other notable uh, new release coming out is My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Wedding 2, yeah. the sequel. Man, all these sequels coming out t- 10, 20 years later. Um, studios must want money, uh, and they've been making it. But Okay, so Batman v Superman and My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Um, Brandon, what do you predict will be... The top five box office results this week. Well, I'm going to go with my big fat Greek wedding that won. <laughs> no, obviously no. Um, I think Batman or Superman, regardless of how the movie, if it's good or not good, it's going to get its money. I think they're going to blow out. They're going to be the number one by far. Blow out whoever's number two. Uh, it's going to be a big gap. I'll take them at number one. Z- Zootopia at number two. The Divergent movie at number three, My Big Fat Greek Wedding at four, and give me Cloverfield at ten, five. All right, so Deadpool falling out of the top five. Yes. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Batman v Superman number one for me definitely. Number two Zootopia definitely. Um. Uh. Batman v Superman. Do you think it goes over the two hundred million dollar range? First, it's opening week weekend. Two hundred million dollars, my friend. I'll go on a limb and say yes. Yeah, I think it'll just break it as well. Um, I'm gonna guess two hundred and two million. Hmm. I'll just I'll just stick at two hundred. Two hundred. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, it's actually better numbers than yeah. that. One, one a good. <laughs> 
Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, t- yeah, 200 million would be, I'm sure they'd be quite happy with that. So I have, yeah, Batman v Superman, Zootopia. I'm actually going to go um, Big Fat Greek Wedding, number three, Divergent Series 4, and Cloverfield 5. Okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, I mean, we literally just flip-flopped three and four. Or yeah. So it's all good. We'll see you. We'll yeah, see you. It's all right. We we know what we're doing, my friend. No, I don't. When it comes to predictions, I've been off. But, hey, who's counting, right? <laughs> That's the beauty of predictions. That's the beauty of film. Nobody knows. But, uh, but yeah, again, we love doing this with you guys. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Blockbuster Mentality. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at BlockbusterCast. And email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Podcast family. That's right. All right, Brandon, any final thoughts for today? Uh, not really. I mean, let me get that mic pick, too. Wow. All yeah. right. Yeah, that works. Yeah, mic pick, too. Yeah. You, all right. So at McDonald's, you can get two items for $5. That <laughs> is can, correct. <laughs> Oh, if only they were our sponsors. Wouldn't that be nice? So, yeah, uh, my final thoughts are I hope Batman v Superman is great. If it's not great, uh, we have Civil War to look forward to. Yes, in we May. do. So. Yes, we do. And um, like I said, we always say this. We're just two ordinary guys. Just love talking about movies, anything else along those lines. So, please. And once again, I, we can't thank you enough. Thank you for the support, the emails. The direct messages. We appreciate all that. So thank you guys. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for uh, all the support. And next time we talk to you guys, we'll be uh, having Batman vs Superman. That's right. Sorry about the little hiccup there with the uh, outro music. All right. Yep. We'll talk about Batman v Superman next week and let you know about all the movie news that develops. See you in a week. See you next week. <laughs>